Hello, this is Anxiety Society, the show where we talk about the things that stress us out on a daily basis. I'm Tanner. And I'm Tyler. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Hey guys, welcome back to Anxiety Society. That was DJ Quads. You can find his music on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Uh, it's been a while since we've been uh, on Anxiety Society. We've been very yes. busy this month. Yes. Um, I know for me, I have been on a trip uh, to Arkansas. I have survived a tornado. Uh. And uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of other things. I've had some really uh, difficult conversations at work recently, which uh, brought me a lot of anxiety. So yeah. <laughs> that's that's what's been happening this month. What have you been up to, Tanner? Um, that well, you mentioning a tornado made me think that'd be a really good uh, episode to do one time. Um, is weather related anxiety? Uh, actually, recently, um, I guess Oklahoma just got hit by a bunch of bad weather. I was streaming the news the weather uh, at work one day watching um the tornadoes go through there so i think that might be a good topic but anyways uh just that was a side note um yeah well, so- that, 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 let, let, just to let you know i do have a weather app that has like a weather radar so that yes. i know exactly where the storms are at and i su- i suffered from severe anxiety when uh julia and i were doing long distance we were. I was having to drive a lot back and forth and going through Oklahoma and Kansas. You never know what kind of weather you're going to hit. So, yeah, that'd be a really good topic to, to cover. But um, anyways, um, yeah, so I believe last time we talked on here, I had just gotten back from California. And so, yeah. then uh, we just recently went to Telluride, Colorado with a couple from our small group of, from our uh, church. And so... Uh, did that and then um, yeah I think it's just been kind of busy hectic Um, speaking of weather we're finally getting some southern summer weather in uh, Colorado but recently up until about a week or two ago it was snowing and like 40s and 50s but now it's finally like 70s and feeling great so glad to have uh, some summer weather finally here that's when you should live in Texas. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, today's episode going to talk um, about social media and anxiety around social media. Uh, obviously, this is not a topic that has a lot of history because the history of social media only goes back not even, I would say, 20, 25 years ago. Um, I guess you could kind of say chat rooms and like AOL instant messenger and things like that were like the original social media back when they existed. Yes. Uh, so what we thought would be cool is to kind of go with like a, what social media was and how it played a part in our growing up experience, where it's at now and maybe where it goes in the future and how it affects our anxiety. So, yeah. Um, so, Tan, what do you remember about social media growing up and maybe what anxiety-related things? Uh, before I dive into that, I was going to touch on kind of what you just said about how long it's been around. 
at my work recently, we were talking about social media and, and just out of curiosity, I, I was going back and looking at different sites, you know, MySpace and Twitter and Facebook and seeing how long they'd been around. And I was shocked to see that Facebook has only been around for about 15 years. I think yep. Twitter was like 2000, I don't know. I can't remember. It was like late, it was like 2010-ish. And that was the same with Instagram. Instagram's only been around for like seven years. And that was kind of shocking to me, honestly, because I guess I, growing up with social media, it's it's felt like it's been around forever. Uh, but yep. Yeah, to, to kind of touch on growing up with social media, I think the first form of, of I guess, online um, communication was primarily through Instant Messenger. That was kind of the thing. You had an AIM, username. Uh, I believe I believe my nice. one of my usernames, which no one would be able to understand other than a couple of uh, guys back in Texas. My username was CreenSeed22. And uh, <laughs> it was kind of an inside joke thing. And uh, like I said, no one's going to be able to understand that other than probably a, a few guys that I can name on a, one hand. But yeah, so Instant Messenger was huge. Yeah, I would say those of you that don't uh, remember, we are brothers, so we grew up in the same house. Uh, one thing about aim i believe is what it was or aol instant messenger was we only had one desktop computer in our house and so (laughs) there was only one person that could be on aim at a time this was before everyone had a laptop or everyone had an iphone and so your aim specifically was your social media and so like the idea of like fomo and missing out like if you weren't on aim yeah. You were not able to talk to all of these people that you apparently needed to talk to at that time. So I remember, you know, specifically in high school, um, talking a lot with, you know, uh, girls that I liked and right. uh, j- just different friends and spending hours, just yeah. hours on there doing absolutely nothing other than writing the most ridiculous like things back and forth to each other. Yes. I don't even think there was like emoticons or things yeah. like that. Yeah, no. And um, the, the thing you brought up about the desktop, it brought back a memory of mine. I don't know if we necessarily did this as much as brothers, but I remember there were times where like we had, had co- cousins in town and everyone wanted to check their Facebook. So people would literally <laughs> run in and like jump on the computer and it was like first one there, you know, would have dibs but it was yeah it was a huge deal and that's i think a whole other you know topic is you know <laughs> just technology in general but um yeah instant messenger myspace was massive and yep. um actually at work we were just talking about this it was like do you realize how like gutsy and like um just how kind of insane the thought of ranking your friends in like a top eight, <laughs> like how, how big of a deal it was if you saw someone move from like one yeah. to two or three and uh, <laughs> things like that. I mean, it caused anxiety and, and it was anxiety yeah. to like have to kind of rank your friends. And I feel like there was some sort of obligation to like put your family at the top. <laughs> yeah. I, so a couple of stories with that. And this is specifically around MySpace. So I want to say MySpace was probably middle school to high school time frame. It was a little bit before Facebook for me. Yeah. And a couple of things that I remember about MySpace <laughs> that were anxiety related was 
Um, it was kind of the first time again, that like fear of missing out kind of thing. And so MySpace had this like function where you could, it was like the first, um, idea of like a post Mm -hmm. where all of your friends could see it. And I don't remember what it was called, but it was basically like a letter where everyone could see it. And it was something I remember (laughs) posting things like, Hey, anybody want to meet up at the mall? Yeah. And then like a random person that you did not want to respond would respond to you. And then you're like, oh man, how do I turn this person down like yes. easily? Because this yes. is not the person I was expecting to reach out to, to me. Uh, so there was a lot of anxiety of like right. people actually responding. I remember even early on from MySpace. The second one was the thing that you, or I guess there was three. The second one you mentioned was friends. Like you had your top, like I think it was like eight at one point, but then there was like a function you could do top twenty, yeah. which is just crazy. Like that's that's so crazy that you can like rank that. But then the thing that I super remember was there was a function where I was going through this. Uh, obviously, the time where you like first started dating and things like that, um, and they had the song function yep. on MySpace where you could have like your page had a like a. I guess a theme song is the best way I could describe it. And I could, I remember like being very anxious about like going on to like these people, like the girls that I like and like listening to the song and being like, Oh man, that's about me. Or like, yeah, we went through a breakup and it was like, Oh, I'm so I'm crying. Like I was crying or, (laughs) you know, I remember specifically, uh, one, uh, time where I had gone through a breakup and this girl had posted the song, uh, my wish by R- Rascal Flats, and just being like emotionally wrecked by that <laughs> song. And now I think back, I'm like, this song is dumb, uh, man. Yeah. Well, and um, you said this earlier. I wanted to bring it up again. I we were talking about that. I could not remember either what that name of that like. It wasn't a post or a status, but it was something where you could just post it and we could not, I couldn't remember it at people at my work can remember it. So if you remember what that is, let us know. Cause we, both of us can't remember that, but yeah, it was a huge deal. And I think that is part of the reason why, um, social media in general, uh, has helped make made us be such a narcissistic like society because now like you go into especially like MySpace like you said someone would like post a status or not a status or a, a song or they would write something and you would assume oh that's about me or oh they said this because and and you make it all about yourself and you point it back to yourself even though it's like most likely it wasn't about you and you're making a right. much bigger deal about exactly. it and I think that um was really yeah i mean even today in in today and probably the future is that's uh causing a lot of anxiety in younger kids and yeah. i mean and it is true that's like they may be posting something about you it's possible but i think it's we read a lot into every little action someone takes online i still do it today i mean it's still something today i'm yeah. like oh this person tweeted this because i said this and you know whatever um right and um, yeah i would say the anxiety part about when i was growing up that i remember which i would say hasn't changed much is just your i think in high school you're you're very worried about people liking you and you're really worried about like quote unquote your image that you're putting out there and so i think social media as far as anxiety goes just heightens that for a teenager Mm -hmm. Uh, because you feel like I have to, um, 
make sure that people like me. Um, I think it's that idea has been amplified more so as social media has developed. Yeah. Um, and you have all of these different social media outlets now, which we can talk about in a second. But uh, yeah, that's what I remember. A lot of anxiety things being around is like, and I, and I, this is before all of the um, quote unquote um, methods for the really good profile picture. Like yeah. this is before any of that really existed. It yeah. was just this idea of I want to be liked. Right. I want to. It was more just literally about the cool. It wasn't even about friend count. Like I don't really remember that growing up. That anxiety of like, man, I have to have like a right. thousand friends, or right. I have to have the best picture, or even like the idea of me having to post a picture of something really cool I just did. I never those those things I don't remember as far as social media growing up. Right. As far as anxiety goes. Um, it was more just for me, it was like, man, I just really hope I'm cool. Like, I hope people like me. Yeah, I think the, um, well, and we'll kind of touch this is Facebook, I believe came around. Oh, geez. I think I was like fifth or sixth grade at the time when Facebook was like a thing. So that was probably back in 2005, 2006 ish, yeah. which was originally for, uh, for college students. But I think Facebook kind of revolutionized and somewhat perfected uh, the that social media. So, like, MySpace was almost like the prototype. And I know there's other things before it, like Friendster and Appster, stuff like that. But I think MySpace was kind of like the prototype. And then Facebook, like, really dialed into the psychological aspect of, yeah. oh, people like when people comment and, you know, like yeah. something or whatever and that i think has really changed i mean honestly it's changed people's views of themselves it's changed people's uh psychological you know potentially giving them psychological problems and i think there's a lot to it that uh now especially like with instagram like you said i don't remember like posting things like oh i feel like i have to post this like it's really cool or whatever and like coming across that your life is like all together whatever and Instagram is that like, that's what Instagram essentially right. is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we can kind of now, I guess, dip into what we see social media as now, um, right. kind of what we, what we currently use or, um, and how we see it. So what are you, yeah. what are you on? What platforms are you on? Yeah. So, um, I actually probably still have a MySpace. <laughs> I don't use that. Um, I use Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, I did have a Snapchat I very, very briefly. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of... I, I find a lot of problems with uh, the Snapchat yeah. uh, platform. There's just a lot of things... Um, in my beliefs that I just can't, I can't get on board with. So right. uh, that's a conversation for a separate time. But um, one thing I was going to touch on that you said um, that I think is important to note, especially related to anxiety and people that suffer from anxiety. And I was, I saw an article, I think I even read an article a long time ago because this sounds familiar, but um, these social media websites are, are doing research into what, your psyche is it is a mm. fact it is not like 
oh man, this is so enticing. It just right. seems so enticing. It's enticing for a reason. They have yeah. chosen very specific formats. They've chosen colors. Mm-hmm. They've chosen, I mean, the way, even the way that your feed is laid out mm. is all been done because it is stimulating to you. Mm. Um, yeah. And so that is a really dangerous thing for a person that suffers from any sort of mental um, disorder, especially ones around self-image, mm-hmm. um, any sort of depression, uh, obviously anxiety and things like that. Uh, these these companies are preying on your psyche. And, yeah. and that's like, I, it's really, I guess, dark to say that. And some people are, I guess, not aware that that is a, a reality. But yeah. the reason that's important to really talk about is that this is, I mean, at the same time, this is why you spend so much time on your social media. I mean, like, unfortunately, now I have this iPhone app that will now tell me how long I've spent on certain applications. Yeah. And it is not a, it shouldn't be a surprise yeah. that because they've done so much research on your psyche that you are spending in a nor in ornament around a, that is probably the worst word. I can't say that word. <laughs> I, I heard that word growing up and I was like, I should probably use it now, but nah, I changed my mind. Um, you are spending a ridiculous amount of time on these social media apps because it's, it is designed to do that. It is designed right. to keep you hooked in. Um, and I know I've talked about this with my cousin before. Uh, it is triggered. It is, it's triggering your dopamine um right um chemicals in your mind because anytime somebody likes something on your page mm-hmm. uh it is giving you a shot of dopamine it's and it is literally becoming an addiction yeah. uh for some people and i i would say most people don't even realize that they are addicted to it uh yeah. they would just say oh it's just something everybody does mm-hmm. uh it's just the the thing that everyone's on social media uh and so that's where i feel like social media maybe has changed since growing up i feel like before it really it felt more of a revolutionary thing nobody really understood the science behind it um but now i see more people posting things on there because they are either addicted to it yeah or they're posting it as a trying to boost their own self-esteem uh or self-image more Mm. so than they were in the past i guess yeah Uh, and so i guess that doesn't really answer like where it is today like how i use it differently i would say definitely i am more self-conscious about posting things um uh you know i didn't touch anything on like the political aspect of it you know maybe tanner you can touch on that of just how social media plays that side but for me what i want to say is that as far as anxiety goes social media is a very great tool but it is built to like uh prey on weaknesses is what i'll say yeah um i'll touch on kind of what you said but first i'm also using facebook twitter and instagram so it's kind of the platforms i'm on i used to have snapchat but um i've kind of discovered it's more of a singles person platform versus a married person's platform and it's just, I'm like, I'm like, I, what do I, who am I, am I going to message, you know, a, uh, a couple of my buddies and be like, uh, take a selfie of myself and be like, Hey, what's up, man? Or whatever. <laughs> um, but, uh, 
Yeah, so uh, I think to kind of touch on what you were talking about, one thing that is, I think that is huge about social media, someone at my work actually brought this up, and I thought it was a really good point, is that there is no break between like your school life or your work life and your social media life. And so if you're being bullied or picked on or whatever it is, there is no, like, like growing up, if you were ever picked on, you could go home and you'd have like, not protection or shelter from those people, but you would have kind of a break in that. Well, now social media, it's like so interwoven into our life that it's, you're doing it at work and school and you're doing it at home. And they're really, it's, it, it really has like made us become like a a separate identity, honestly, of ourselves. And I know for me personally, there's been times where I've taken breaks from using social media altogether. Uh, Not too long ago, I was off for like, I don't know, three or four months or so. And I think it's good just for your mental health, just the the sake of your mental health to do that every once in a while is to take a breather. Uh, honestly, it's like it's it's crazy how much other people's feedback or lack of feedback can affect what you think and how and what you believe and make you really question whether, you know, do I really believe this or do I really um is this something I'm really passionate about or am i just posting this to create an image of myself and honestly that's something that that's something that i had to like really battle with with my like walk with god was am i posting these things because i really believe it or am i what's the motive there and and that's something that was like it gets really sticky and and honestly it can ruin people's lives like i i followed this couple that was a youtube couple and they, they did uh, vlogs every day. And mm-hmm. um, the guy got to the point where, and they and they had dated for a long time. And he got to the point where he, he and they, they ended up breaking up and they came online and they said that it was messing with their brain so much that they were like doing things and things were, and just like they couldn't decipher, or at least he couldn't decipher whether his feelings were real or if it was for his YouTube channel. And that was wow. something that was like pretty um, eye-opening to me. Was just to like see that, yeah, you create this this persona online, but then it gets so like interwoven to who you are as a person. It's like, am I doing? Am I saying these things or doing these things to get positive feedback, or am I doing this because it's really who I am as a person? So I think that's right. one thing that's really um, how it's affected people um, to their core, honestly. And, um, hopefully we can get to a place where it's not that way, but I, I don't see it. I see it becoming even more extreme than what it is even right now. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things in there that you said there were like exact things that I have thought about. Um, you know, when I was a high school teacher, um, I went, I, so I worked in two different schools. One school was a, under a policy of technology uh, friendly. They wanted technology to be used mm-hmm. um, as much as possible. In fact, every kid at that school was given an iPad. Um, right. So obviously you can imagine a lot of things that happen on those things via social media um, yeah. throughout the day. Now, social media doesn't necessarily mean 
Facebook, Instagram, You're Snapchat. Right. Um, that could even be, I know, for iPads and all that, there was airdrops. So, like, literally yeah. a kid could airdrop a picture mm. of their of, of what was happening in their classroom or a funny picture to every student that was within the vicinity of their iPad. Yeah. Um, and so, like, social media is not just, like, these platforms. Like, yes, you could say that that is the, the platform, but, like, technology itself could almost be a social media mm. platform just because of that. But the other thing I was going to say about that is I had one school technology friendly. The other one was like, you could not have your cell phone out. If you had your cell phone out, you could get it picked up and taken to the office. So, mm. but in both situations, everyone was still using their cell phones and that meant they were accessing social media all the time. Um, and so to your point, there is never a time where they are disconnected right. from these these platforms. It is there. Mm. It isn't even I, I don't even I think it's almost understating it to say that it's just like a an addiction or something like that. It's almost as if, you know, especially younger people, um, like this is their uh, I I guess I, don't, I hard, it's hard finding the words, but almost like their reality, identity. Like their, yeah, it's their identity. But it's almost like they are living vicariously through the image that they put out on social media. Like they are not worried about their actual physical reality. They're more concerned with what they're doing, what yeah. their presence is online. Yeah. Um, and so like they don't even put the time or effort into things like school. Like yeah. it's more important to have a social media presence, right? Than it is to learn history, yeah, or to learn these skills that are going to get you further in life. Like that, that is what social media has become. Is it's almost taking the precedence of this presence, this thing that you do on here, is more important than your job. Mm. I mean, we're getting to a point now where I know I have had conversations with pe- with people where it's like they're more concerned about that than the their work. They're more concerned right. about that than hanging out with family members. They're more concerned about that than I mean, it's just well, it's mind blowing. And I'll say this is that I think we live in a culture that kind of um, not emphasizes that, but I guess encourages that sort of um, usage. I mean, if you look at, I know this from personal experience, taking classes, and then um, even just like from personal experiences, uh, people that interview you for jobs, typically they'll get a resume and they may call you to talk on the phone for about 10 minutes. But the first thing they do after that is they try to find you online. And so, so it is like, sure, it's... um, it's not who we are, but I think our culture is making it be more and more like that. And yep. uh, even there's people that make a living purely off of social media posts. And so it, it is some of those things that's like, it can um, help you and it can encourage you. Julia and I um, actually have an Instagram account where we post a lot of our like travels and stuff, stuff like that. And we interact with companies that will send us stuff just um, to kind of help them, you know, give free advertising. So I think there is some positive aspects of that, but I think we also live in a culture that encourages that sort of ideology, I guess, um, with social media is that 
it's it's not just an activity that you partake in it's it's essentially an identity that you're creating online and yeah. which which i think which i think is the the scary part for somebody that suffers from anxiety and somebody that suffers from depression or anything is like you have to in some ways it's like almost not optional anymore to not yeah. have a, a, a digital presence yeah and so it's like so how do i navigate having this without it affect my literal issue yeah. in my mind like that's a real reality for a lot of people and i think um you know obviously we don't know where this is going to go i mean we've talked about you know we talked about uh facebook a little bit uh just this reality that you know are people posting things because they're genuinely you know thinking those thoughts or is it just for the fact that they want uh feedback or right. some, something like that uh we talked a little bit about instagram and how it's not necessarily a real reality like it's a fake reality which is just a really crazy concept uh like yeah. this this you're almost living a duplicitous life. Um, uh, so, so as far as the future and as far as talking about anxiety, we kind of like have defined what social media is. We've defined how it's playing a, a huge part in not only growing up experience, but now, you know, this is being used by people of all ages yeah. Um, and all around the world, it's mm-hmm. not just like a a one country or one part of the or one part of the world issue. It is a global issue. Right. And so, how going forward and knowing that this probably won't stop, mm-hmm. how does somebody with anxiety and depression deal with this in a way that is healthy and in a way that is not like an addiction. Yeah. Um, one thing I think that social media has done to us that you can kind of become aware of and try to navigate is you don't necessarily have to have an opinion on everything. And I think that's something that social media kind of, uh, it gives you the opportunity to comment on anyone's thoughts and I yeah. think getting into those little arguments or scuffles or whatever, it's like not every, you know, not every argument needs to be one that you just like need to invest your full life into. Um, I think that's one yeah. thing for me personally, <laughs> especially I would say it's mostly like sports and sometimes it may be like religious, but um, that. I get into arguments and sometimes it's with people I don't even know online. And yeah. it's usually like with like Twitter or something like that. And I'll find after like a full day of like, just like going after people and posting these tweets or whatever and getting into kind of arguments is that I feel like a kind of a weight, honestly, on myself after that. And uh-huh. it's just like, for me, I think it's important to just be like, Uh, and you you're more than welcome to jump in on any of those arguments or you know things that you want to stand up for but i don't think every single thing that you see that you disagree with that you have to necessarily like voice your opinion and i think that's something that's different in our society than probably most societies before us is that um that we feel like the the more like 
loud you are about something is the more passionate you are about something. And that's not always true. And I think it's something it's like, you don't have to jump in on every single thing to be passionate or to be, um, yeah, to have some sort of, um, you know, whatever your worldview is, is you don't have to necessarily argue every single point. Um, so I guess that's one thing I would say is for me. So personally, I, have a, I have a question about yeah. that then. So you, you kind of stated that uh, it's, it's okay to not say things, which I agree with. I think that's important to note that you don't have to have an opinion on everything. Yeah. Um, and you don't even have to have a strong opinion one way or the other. Right. You can just have a neutral opinion or say, I don't know. Right. Um, but do you think it is important for somebody, let's say, that has depression, anxiety or things like that to post about those emotions? Do you think it's OK to post those things on there knowing that you may not get feedback or you may not get likes or comments? Do you think that that is a good thing or is that a dangerous thing for somebody with anxiety? I think it comes down to your motive. So if your motive for posting something is to seek feedback, then you probably shouldn't post whatever you're wanting to post. If that's your main goal, your main motive, and I know I do that on a daily basis, um, but that's also something that's affected me um, personally is like I would post things and I'm like, okay, this is going to get a lot of likes and a lot of comments. And then it doesn't. And then I'm like, I suck. No one likes me. No one thinks what I think is important. And so I think that's one thing that I can definitely do a better job of, but that I've noticed. And like, it's like, honestly, it's like sometimes I'll question my motive and I might have something fully typed out and then I just delete it. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to post that. And so I think that's something it's like, if you, if you want to be open about your feelings or your, um, depression or whatever it may be, then do it. Like we fully encourage you, but I don't think you should be posting it with the end goal in mind of, I want to receive positive feedback or negative feedback, whatever it is. Um, I think that's something that's like, we can all do a much better job of. Yeah. I was just, the reason I'm asking that question is I see a lot of people on my feed. I have a, a few friends that uh, post some things that are, uh, they struggle with depression. They post those things. Um, sometimes they're very dark and sometimes they're, uh, difficult to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, uh, what I think about is do, what is their, mo- like kind of what you said, what is their motive? Are yeah. they wanting me to respond to this? Right. Are they wanting, what are they wanting? And I think that is, the thing that I would say for anybody that has a, even a friend that posts something like that, um, I do think it is worth the time to reach out and say something. Yeah. Um, because, and I, I say this in light of a lot of uh, studies and trends about depression and things like that, is that there are lots of people that say all sorts of different things to reach out. They use all sorts of different means to reach out. Uh, and so it is It is definitely worth your time to take the moment to send them a private message uh, saying, is there anything I can do to help? Uh, just because yeah. everyone's different and everyone's going to reach out in different ways. So that might be their sign that they need help. Uh, right. Even if it is negative and it's like everyone hates me, 
um, or whatever it is, like that's an important time to reach out to somebody and say, hey, how can I help? Uh, and like I said, it's it's just it's important to always take note of those things. Um, yeah. As far as depression and things like that. For sure. I think it's uh, one thing if you really want to be kind of a different person online is try to be as positive as you can and encouraging as you can because there's a lot of people out there that want to make you believe that you know that there's this wide divide between people and that oh they're this way but we're this way and i think we're all a lot we're we're a lot um what's the word i'm trying to say we're a lot more alike than we would like to think we are and I think that's important to like remember when you're online is if someone's like making you angry or frustrated or whatever, they may have intentions to make you, you know, to frustrate you or make you mad. Um, but I think for the most part, the general population, we're all a lot more alike than we'd like to believe. And so um, just like be encouraging. And if someone's saying mean things or posting um, you know, things that they probably shouldn't post, just give them some grace and probably just like try to get like some perspective on where they are. They may not have had a good day, um, but adding to the kind of like never ending argument online probably won't help you out in the long run. Yeah. Um, one thing I was going to say as far as how can we use social media well with people that struggle with anxiety um, one thing that I have struggled with, um, as far as social media goes is storylines. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so like you're, you post something and then someone interacts with it in a certain way, whatever that is, it could be a comment, could be a like, could be whatever they decide to do. And you start playing out a story yeah. in your head as to why they interacted in that way. Yeah. Uh, or let take it to another way is that you see somebody else posted something and then you see like a friend of yours comment on theirs. You posted something similar and they didn't comment on yours. And so you're playing all these storylines out in your head as to what is going on. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're, you're creating almost this feedback loop that really doesn't exist. Right. Uh, and could it be true? Yeah, it totally could be true. You could be right. And all of your conspiracy theories could be totally on point that they hate you. Um, and I don't want to like yeah. downplay that and say that it could be intentional, but I think the reality is social media allows people with anxiety. It preys on your weakness of creating storylines that just aren't true. Yeah. Uh, and there's like, I, like I, I'm thinking about like how we talked about hypochondria a few episodes ago and how like immediately when I sense, you know, a headache that I think I have a brain tumor, yeah. That's a storyline that I have created. I've yep. created that storyline and I'm buying into that story. And so I think social media mm. gives you unlimited, infinite opportunities to create a story that is absolutely not true. That is yeah. maybe based in one element of fact, which <laughs> could be true. But the reality is then what happens, which I have found myself doing way too often is that I start trying to like put together the clues to like a detective, like a, like a detective yeah. <laughs> almost putting together clues of like, yeah. Oh man. And then I go like 
search this person's page and like, wow, they like this person and this person. And then they posted this thing. And so you're connecting all of these dots that don't connect at all. And now you've created a story and now you've developed the story in your head. And then all of a sudden, like you have worked yourself up into something that never existed. And I just, it is a crazy phenomenon with someone with anxiety, how quickly you can create a storyline that doesn't exist at all. Yeah. Merely from social media feedback, like yeah. likes, not likes, comments, no right. feedback, looking at somebody else's comments, looking at somebody else's posts. Uh, yeah. And so I would really, really encourage those of you that struggle with something similar to that. Um, one is if you struggle with storylines and all that, then to back to Tanner's point, then you should probably take a break yeah. uh, until you can realign with your beliefs yeah. Um, you know, obviously I have a very specific worldview and I believe it's ultimate reality. And I think that's important. I think the reality though, that everyone should be able to agree with is that everybody has worth, everybody has value and that you shouldn't base your value, your identity on social media and the feedback that you receive or don't receive from social media. Right. Um, yeah. Like Tanner I, said, we're all similar in that way. We all are valued and we want to be valued. Yeah, I think kind of something to sum up what you just said, and I think it will help a lot of people with anxiety and depression, is most of the time, nobody thinks about you more than you do. And that's that can be a very freeing thought is like, you know what? They're probably not thinking about me. They're probably not, you know, they're, no one's going to really care what I'm wearing to this party. Nobody really like truly cares as much as I do as much as you care about yourself. So like you said, that can be something to kind of stop those thoughts and uh, narratives that you create in your head is what's the most likely, you know, what's the most likely probability that this person posted this and that person posted that and everyone's conspiracizing against me. Uh, yeah. It's, it's created. Um, and like I said, it kind of goes back to what I said at the very beginning is it's a very narcissistic way to look out, to have a look out of life of, you know, everything that everyone else does is because of you. And most of the time that's not true. And I think that's one way to uh, kind of navigate the future of social media is just, you know, enjoy it. Uh, You know, be kind online, Uh, do, you know, positive things. There's a lot of good things going on in social media. We've talked about a lot of the negatives, but there's a lot of good things happening too. And inherently, I don't think social media is a bad thing. I think it's become a, um, the, the way we view social media has become more negative because of how we've used it. And so, um, yeah, I think it's just going in with that sort of mindset. If you need to take a breather, um, the, your accounts will always be there, um, unless you delete them and, uh, you can always go back. I've done it several times. And so I think it's a good way to kind of uh regather and regroup who you are as a person and kind of reground yourself um in this kind of you know crazy culture we live in yeah and um always find the positive yeah um even if it's not a lot like obviously some people don't get many likes on their um status or on their pictures or may not get the kind of thing but even if one person comments back, like take that as a positive, like, yeah, I'm heard. I'm understood. Somebody saw me like, yep. Um, 
you know, I think people with anxiety and depression often are looking at the glass half full or sorry, right. half empty. Uh, and I think that there are <laughs> times to pause. Yeah. Sorry. That <laughs> went the wrong direction there. Uh, yeah. I, I would say that the idea here is even if you're not like a celebrity, we didn't even talk about that with social media of like people trying to be famous and things like that. Like you don't need to be famous. I think the ultimate reality that social media has tapped yeah, into. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not saying we don't have that anxiety. I will say I have definitely had that anxiety of wanting to be famous. Um, sure. That's a, that's a whole other episode. But what I was trying to say was I think social media has tapped into the reality that we all have, which is we want to be heard. We want to be, like, understood. We want to be, like, yeah. seen as, like, a, a cool human being who, like, has original thoughts. And yeah. so when somebody, it could be one person, it could be two people, if they comment on you, realize that they have at least at some level validated your existence. Yeah. Um, and it may not be a thousand and it may not be as much as your friend and it may not even be similar to what other people is, but try to see it positively uh, and go from there. Yeah. And um, yeah. Uh, there's so much more we could probably talk about social media that we didn't cover. Yeah. I, there was a lot of things in my mind that I was like, as we were wrapping this up, like catfishing. We didn't talk yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, that could be a whole other episode. Uh, the <laughs> idea of like a celebrity culture, just yeah. this idea that everyone is trying to be their own celebrity on social media. So we might right. have to do a part two or something like that. Uh, sure. But hopefully this conversation was beneficial to you in how do you navigate social media with anxiety? Um, there are several studies out there that I would highly recommend you reading um, that show direct links, direct links between using social media and the rise of mental health uh, issues like depression and things like that. Um, it's important to be aware. It's important yeah. that you read on those things and are aware that as you interact with these platforms, uh, that it is actually doing, uh, it has a very uh, great impact on your mind and on the way that you view yourself, you view the world. Yeah. Uh, and so keep yourself informed. Don't stop using it if you enjoy it. Stop using it if it's causing you your symptoms to increase. Um, that's pretty much all I had to say, Tanner. Do you have anything else? No, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, I think it's a... Uh... It's a very, um, uh, I don't even know what the word I'm trying to say is, but like there's a lot of layers to this topic and a lot of different directions the conversation can go. And I think we <laughs> we tried to cover as much as we could in uh, under an hour. But um, yeah, let us know if you think this was interesting. I think it was it was least interesting to me. So <laughs> if anyone liked yeah, it. Yeah, um, for sure. And uh, yeah, let's just... Let us know your thoughts. Um, again, we still uh, encourage you to shoot us any emails at anxietysocietypod at gmail.com or uh, follow us on our Twitter and Facebook. And even if you don't want to follow us, we will try not to be too offended. <laughs> I thought it was I ironic. I thought it was ironic. I was saying follow us on social media after talking about <laughs> social media for an hour. Uh, anyways, uh, give us a follow. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. 
Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and we'll see you next week on Anxiety Society.